Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This week, we are rooting to rise. We are deepening into the season of Scorpio. And so I want to get into concepts around power and power sourcing and really learning to focus our energy so we can be effective as we move forward into the field. There's also a huge gathering happening in Scorpio. So I want to talk about that. We've got Venus, Mercury's entering into it. They'll be joining the South Node this week. And then we have the moon, which is waxing from that solar eclipse, that new moon, heading towards a crescent moon, and then a first quarter square. So we'll talk about that. That'll be a first quarter square in Aquarius. And then we're going to get into a little bit of Mars this week. Mars is retrograding in Gemini. It's been squaring Neptune. Jupiter's joined Neptune in Pisces, so it'll be all square and then the Mars as well, Neptune and Jupiter there. And, you know, Saturn continues to square the nodes. The best part about this whole thing is, is that we, again, we're like rooting, we're coming back to our roots. And so I want to get back into that idea of power sourcing getting connected with our ancestors, honoring our ancestors, honoring the light and really focusing our light so that we can shine with the fullest illuminosity that we've got. And, you know, really penetrate that field with our shine, with our resonant frequency. Okay, so let's take a nice deep inhale and tune in. As you inhale and exhale in your own timing, find your seat or your feet. Just root down, root into the core of your physical body. Feel it meet the earth, the floor, the chair, wherever you are. Once you make that connection, take it a little bit deeper into the core, into the root, the center of the earth. And then start to energetically spread out a little bit. See if you can spread your roots as if it was a tree, all the branches going in all the different directions. So a lot of times when we tune in, we talk about the centering force of the field, which we want to do still. That's almost the space that surround us. But right now I want us to get a little bit more focused into the earth, into the core center of the earth as the energy's receding and pulling back. Maybe we can find a little, catch a little wave, a little ride into the earth a little bit deeper and sink our, our anchor, our core center and root it. From there, take a nice deep inhale as you expand it in all the directions a little bit further Exhale, see if you can grow those branches, grow the broadness of your roots a little bit fuller 
encompass the space that surrounds your your earthly domain, so to speak. (laughs) And now start to draw that energy back into the consolidated base of your, your physical body, the feet or your seat. And feel into the bottom of the spine. Talk about the root chakra a little bit today. I'll talk about the base of the spine, basically, which is the coccyx. You might even be able to feel it drop a little deeper as you visualize widening through your hips and letting your tail grow a little longer, just like you did with the earthly roots. And from that place, just start to feel a little bit more broadness in the base of your spine too, your foundation. And this is really the visual I've been coming onto terms with as we, as we start to connect to the roots, we find this lower base center, this lower base of the center of gravity. And we can really consolidate that energy there. And as you fo- as we focus that consolidated energy, you can almost feel a swell, a broadening effect, a swelling, like a swell of the ocean. When the moon is waxing, there's the, the swells and the tides grow higher. This is the same thing here. We want to start to kind of wax the energy of our root chakra, of our roots, you know? And so we're sort of focusing, we're consolidating our energy and focusing it down and in, into the core of our being. This is so scorpionic, (laughs) you know, it's just like get into the core. And I actually have to acknowledge that for some people, this might feel a little uncomfortable at first. This is part of the getting, you know, just take your time with all of these practices that I share, especially the embodiment ones. You know, the mental ones are for thought and processing and your own exploration. The embodiment practices are really for you to take into your own, your own consideration, your own, which see if you can, see if you can really customize it. And so that requires you getting comfortable and familiar and okay with tuning in and visualizing some of these, these energies, you know, so the swell is like the root gathering energy. And this takes a little bit of patience and focus and timing with our breath in order to start to coax it up through the center of gravity. So I've talked a lot about in the past about the toroidal field that we have in our energetic body. And this is the magnetic field of the earth reflexes, this toroidal, this toroidal motion that happens, it's all over the planet. This cert, the cyclical energy is just basically, if you saw it from the, the side, it looks like it's going from the South pole up through the central axis of the earth out the North pole and around. And it's got this convalent energy that goes up and out and around, up and out and around. Well, we have that within our own energetic field as well. It's our Taurus. It's our energetic magnetic field as well. And it it's the, the core, the power source of this starts at the root, at the base of the spine. And it's really interesting because in yogic science and yogic studies, they talk a lot about the energy centers that are along the spinal column. 
And there are so many layers to studying the chakra system, which I love. I think of it like I sometimes call it the rainbow bridge. And we're basically kind of getting into that. But this this idea of the root, the root of the spine, the base of our spine, the root of our core, the root chakra, it is basically the source of where all of our power, our life source, our life force begins. And the the visual is given these chakras are like spinning wheels they have and en- their energetic spinning wheels and the thing is is what we're looking to do is get the our vi- our vibrational resonance our circulation and our vitality to to go at a consistent pace that's our timing our rhythmic timing everyone's got their own specific and unique pulse we talk about this and so the idea is, is to get that pulse to start to come from that coiled, it's like that base of the spine up through, through the wheels of the chakra system. The root of the spine is said to be a, there's said to be an energetic coiled spring at the base of the spine. It's often considered the Kundalini. The Kundal is the spring, the coiled spring. And the essence of this is, is our life force. Again, this is our, the root of our, our vitality and our energy is coiled potential. And if we can start to activate that coiled potential and get it to light up through the base of the spine, through all the seven chakras out and into the field and circulating through and back and around, not only are we giving energy, but we're receiving energy through a vital, clear, presence and resonance. And this is the practice. This is the core calibration embodiment practice that I feel like I was born to share. (laughs) You know, so the, the root, let's talk a little bit more about this root, the root of the spine, the root chakra is described as being the red. It's the red tone, you know, the red color. So sometimes if you're looking to bring a little bit more of that focus in, you can actually connect with red things, wear red. That reflects that, that coiled spring or that root chakra where the energy, the power source really is. And so the other thing is though, is that we might feel like we might be depleted in our power source sometimes through life's experiences, trauma, childbirth even can sometimes give us disconnections or lack of sensations in in relationship to this root. And So when we do embodiment work, a lot of times in Pilates, we'll cue it as the pelvic floor. And it's such a, it's such an important piece to being able to activate our core muscles, our abdominal muscles, our core muscles that actually support and hold our physical structure. It actually is dependent on the musculature that surrounds this energetic root chakra. And so when I speak to the widening effect of the waist and the pelvis, and then you can kind of visualize the center of that, it's almost like the heartbeat is also down in the base of the spine. And if you can start to bring that energy up into the the place where the heart dwells in the heart chakra, if we can start to siphon that energy a little bit more up and through, we're going to begin to start to move that energy through the system and actually, you know, basically create more circulation, more vitality, 
We're getting that root to really start to rise. You know, and this is a practice. And so when I, when we do the tuning in, what you want to practice is, is again, visualizing that consolidating your root energy, your root chakra energy and the musculature and the base of the spine. It's not an, a, a crazy grabbing and activating. It's just a gentle toning and focusing your energy. So practice this, like this is actually the art of what's coming with the Mars is, is to not go so fierce and so hard and so loud that you can't hear, you can't connect because it's too much, too loud. We want to actually find that we we've come from this new moon, this subtle nature that we're, we're developing our sensory system. We want to start to see if we can get more subtle in our activity and our focus and our embodiment. So you'll, so let's just practice this one to three breaths. I'll cue you. As you find your seat or your feet, you're going to focus that energy in the base of the spine and just feel the widening in your waist. And through your own breath time, you just start to consolidate, gather the energy into the center, that very tip tail of your spine. And with your own breath energy and your imagination, just start to visualize that energy sliding up through the center of your spine into the navel point, the sacral point, the navel area, into the lower rib cage, into the heart area between the, the shoulder blades and the rib cage, the base of the throat, the base of the skull, the third eye point, the center of the hemispheres of the brain, the crown, and then out and around. Bing! So you just breathe and you practice that visualizing the energy coming up through the root and out and around. And that will really not only give you energy, but it fortifies the field. And this is what is one of my favorite things about this practice is we're learning to get so precise and clear with being able to focus our energy that our field, our energetic field is strong and it's clear. And so our communication and our receptivity is on point when we're centered. You know, I mean, I just try to do things. If there's something important going on, I center. If I'm having an important conversation, I center before I have it. I mean, I do it. I just did it with you. And you know, the, the thing that is also really interesting about the root chakra is that in the root is this, it represents the survival. It is the root source. This is where we draw energy and vitality. That is where it is life force. And, and so it does very much represent survival in a lot of ways. And when we take that into consideration that if you can fortify your field, from an organized route, that's going to help with your survival skills, <laughs> your, uh, you know, just presence, your, your survival skills of being a present human being is what I mean. You know, there's a lot of things you, you have, to, we have to do for survival studies, but that's one thing that you can do on an energetic level. The other thing that's really powerful about this is when we weave it into the cosmic synchronization and the, the concepts around this zodiac sign of Scorpio, Scorpio is very much representative of not only power, but creative force, life force, and sexuality. 
It's the sign that represents sex and sexuality. It is that it, and it's coming from that root chakra, the core place that, that root chakra also represents our reproductive organs. And so there's this, there's this consolidation of energy of really nurturing the base of our spine for, for not only our life force, but for survival. And if you think about it, you know, survival is a lot of, can be considered sometimes of continuing on the species. This is where, how we, you know, why some people reproduce, reproduce. So it's a fertile sign as well. The other thing that's really cool. And if you've ever seen the symbol of Scorpio, it's like an M with a little arrow pointing up. <laughs> it's the masculine sign of the Zodiac. And it, it was originally before they had discovered Pluto, before in any of the astronomers had, had discovered Pluto, Mars was the ruling planet of Scorpio. And if you look at a symbol for Mars, it's the circle with the arrow pointing up. <laughs> so there's that. The, the masculine energy is strong in the Scorpionic field. It's, you, you know, the, in Virgo is the, is the feminine Libra is that balance between, but the Scorpio, it's really cool because that rooting from the, from the root chakra and rising and, and getting that vitality activating through the field. Another way you can really think about it is, is actually penetrating the field. And this isn't this, I like this word. It's kind of intense, you know, so tr I hope I'm nobody's triggered. I mean, you shouldn't be triggered by the word penetrate. <laughs> you know, because here's the thing it, it, this is about like it we are ineffective if we don't know how to penetrate the field and so if our energy is sloppy and wishy-washy and this and that you're going to be ineffective but when you come through organized in your center of gravity and you communicate at least from that organized base space and you penetrate and you project from that place you project your shine you let your soul shine from that place more effective. So the other thing that's really cool about this is that it, again, I, I talked about it as being that Kundalini, the Kundal, the coiled spine or spring, the potential of this coil being unleashed. You know, this is the thing. You don't want to just go shooting off your springs everywhere. We're looking to really get focused in, in, the idea of penetrating isn't just about like throwing as million as many arrows as we can out into the to the universe or the multiverse it's more about us learning to to again consolidate that energy and come from a precise place this is the cause and effect and the polarity studies that are rooted in the hermetic principles and that you know when we when we really learn to penetrate the field we are also can start to practice that receptivity. There's this duality, there's this balancing. So as much as we're penetrating and projecting into the field, we're also learning to receive and absorb what we need to actually take in what we need and to push out what we don't or what we want to push out. You know, I mean, this, this is, I, I, I feel like this is so important I talk, I'll talk about it. This is why I came here, you know, is to talk about embodiment. I feel like the more we embody ourselves and we come, we tune into ourselves and we tune into the, to the world, you know, to the sun, the moon and the earth that we live on, where we live 
and we're present about the way that we are showing up and living, we're holding a higher vibration and a higher frequency that's going to change things. And this is the only way, like there has to be some people that are actually anchoring in the root, the true root that's organized and clear and holding space for true life to continue. You know, there will always be oppositional energies and polarities. So try your best right now in this time to not be discouraged or swayed by the, the extremes of the spectrum of the polarities of the right and left, the blue, the red, the up, the down, the black, the white, the, I mean, we have got to be who we are, who we are. Each one of us, we have to be who we came here to be, which is just ourselves right now. There's nothing else that we have to do but anchor into our presence and consolidate our energy. From there, divine guidance, divine inspiration shows us how to act. And this brings me, I'm actually jumping, I'm going to talk about the moon in a minute, but this kind of brings me to the Mars thing, because the Mars does really relate to that Scorpio, with it being, even though Mars is right now in Gemini, it's of the ruling planet of Scorpio, and so it has this scorpionic flair to it. Pluto does as well. But this Mars in Gemini right now is going to be, it's, it goes retrograde Halloween into the Dios de los Muertos. It's basically going to be retrograding through Gemini until January 2023. So Mars will be retrograde, and there's a lot of excitement around this. And I'm actually, I'm interested to experience this. And I encourage all of us to, to observe the transits for yourself because they're personal. Like we, we want to customize our practice. It, there's also a, a collective perspective and the collective perspective around a Mars retrograding is that we don't, you Mars represents that assertion, that, that potential energy, that coiled spring that wants to project and penetrate into the field, into the future, into anything, whatever, you know, and that's the whole point is, especially in Gemini, there's so many ideas, there's so many concepts, there's lots of information, there's lots of data. And so it can be this wanting to throw out all these arrows and all this energy and but the retrograde is going to ask us to reel it back, <laughs> rewind, rewrite, you know, we have to actually like take a moment, we have to take our time. Again, this is like a timing thing. We're looking for the long, steady pace, we want a nice steady pace, we don't want to rush anything. Because the thing that happens with this Mars retrograde is that in, in Gemini, it represents communication. And so there's going to be a lot of folks that are hot off the press, hot off the tongue, sharp tongues all around, sharp thoughts. People, you will actually feel your, you might even feel witty yourself, quick thoughts, lots of ideas. This is why just have a journal on hand, have a place you can, or, you know, in your notes on your phone, you want to have a place that you can maybe put some of these ideas in, or, you know, just in general, the thing that I want to say is just like, you got to think before you speak, you know, take your time. There's a timing and a patience that is really being, it's like the message is definitely about like honoring the rhythm and the timing 
and letting ourselves be truly patient and receptive to the, to the feedback and knowing when to act and how to act. Because that's the beautiful thing of Scorpio. It's so mystic. As I said in the previous sesh, it's the Scorpio energy, the Scorpios are the best listeners. This is a time to, to be able to tune in and listen through your whole sensory experience. To be able to, to, to receive in such a way that that clarity is clear that you can strike <laughs> when necessary. Just like the scorpion tail. <laughs> it's so potent, huh? And, you know, and it represents too because this is the middle of the fall in the northern hemisphere, which things are pulling back. We have to be... We have to be mindful about our use of our energies and also our monies because that's the other thing that's coming up is Scorpio right now is being flooded. We have the sun and Venus, right? They were there with the eclipse. The moon was there. Things continued. The moon traveled on. It'll be squaring the sun. I'll talk about that in a second. But right now we have the sun, Venus, Mercury is going to be entering Scorpio. And then we have the South Node still in Scorpio. So there's going to be a big old gathering in Scorpio at the South Node on November 8th for the the lunar eclipse that's coming. But this is the week between. The half moon is the halfway mark. And, you know, this this idea of the half moon is actually my favorite right now. I've been you know, hopefully you're getting pretty hip and privy to the timing around the new moon and the full moon. You know, the next one to kind of pay attention to that's fun for, for learning purposes is a square, the first quarter and the last quarter. The first quarter is a waxing. That's where we come from a new moon towards a first quarter square where the moon is half lit on the right side. Anytime it's it's lit on the right side, that means it's waxing. When it's lit on the left side, that means it's waning. So that's a little trick you can put in your pocket to just know waxing moon, the the swell is rising, right? So it's it's a timing thing. You don't just uh, you gotta like make sure the tide is just right and then you can catch the wave or then you can take the boat out or then you can <laughs> follow the flow. You'll you know, I mean try, this is I I mean the embodiment practices are actually what I'm hoping teach you to do this. It's like I use my words and my poetry and my speaking to to kind of coax that. And it's also about like, you know, again, I, I, I always say I'm a big wave rider in my mind. I, I ride big waves, you know, cosmic waves. And it's all about learning to tune into where's my center of gravity. Where, how is this affecting me? What kind of, you know, do I want to pick this big wave up or do I just want to like swim under it or jump over it or, <laughs> you know, we all have to make those choices. And so hopefully you're getting more adept at doing that for yourself because it's fun. And so, yeah, so this waxing moon, this, this first quarter, it's kind of cool because it hits the, the first quarter square on Halloween and in some parts of the world in the first, on November 1st, which is Dios, Dios de los Muertos. And so this half moon on Halloween and the, you know, half moon on the halfway point, that's, this is the, the, those days that saw main Halloween, Dios de los Muertos, it's the middle point exact of the fall. 
of the autumnal season in the northern hemisphere and the middle point of spring in the southern. So it's a middle point. So pretty cosmic that we have a half moon on the middle point of the autumn. And it's interesting though, because because the sun is going to be waning from that point, but as, as the moon travels on, it's actually waxing. So it's once it hits that halfway point, it's going towards the full moon. And so you'll watch it grow. Watch it grow. Look up. <laughs> um, okay, so so that's happening. And, and the way I say, I describe these squares, these first quarter squares especially, this is a, it's, it's sort of, again, that because we're riding that wave, that swell, it's really tuning in. When, when's the best timing? What's the, what's the cue to push, to go, to move into the swell, to move into the wax. Okay. So another thing I'll say about this is that we're waxing from that solar eclipse. I was called, you know, I was talking about mystic revelations. You probably are getting some deep insights because the world speaks to us through our senses all the time. And so please, please tune into your your root and feel and sense and listen and and see if there's when see not if listen for the guidance listen for the call because if you open your heart and you're grounded and rooted <laughs> who knows what you can manifest blessings and all that <laughs> you know so this as the moon waxes i just think so much about that Again, it's that luminosity is coming through, more light shining through, and it's it's looking to penetrate. It, it, it shines so bright, it 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 lights up the dark. You know, it penetrates the darkness, brings light. Just watch these natural cycles; they'll teach us so much. As we've talked about with the core, um, the principle of correspondence, the Hermetic principle of correspondence is that idea of as above, so below within without you know so these rhythms these cosmic rhythms teach us a, can teach us a lot about ourselves and you know the last thing i want to say about that too with this this dios de los muertos and halloween season this is this these are the same days that the mars goes retrograde and so it's a cosmic i just feel like it's a really cosmic I, I'm honestly, I'm not in, I haven't in the past. I've never really gotten into Halloween. I'm actually the humbug. I don't usually dress up. Um, I have a lot of friends that do and get into it. And I love you people that get into Halloween <laughs> and that love to dress up and go, you know, go full on and, you know, with your costumes and, uh, <laughs> it's just never been my style. But, um, uh, in this, this time of year too, is like my dad's birthday. He's, ultimate Scorpio and he loves Halloween and getting, you know, the pumpkin vibe and, you know, getting dressed up. You know, this is just such a great time to, to play and explore a little bit. That's what I was, that's kind of where I'm getting at is like when we play with costumes and we, you know, when we go, you know, that, that whole idea of being more, more playful and, and almost like when we put on a costume or a mask, we're in we're practicing a different type of embodiment, which is maybe why as a Libra rising, I don't, I can't, you know, it's maybe not such an easy thing for me to do, but the, you know, some people find a lot of joy and fun in, in acting out and engaging in, in new 
identities. And that's kind of what this time is about too. It's like shed the layers as, as we, as we phase through the Scorpio season and things decompose and get back into the soil, we, we get back to our roots. That's the whole thing is like, when we get back to the roots, we find that there's other things that are more important or there's other things that are more inspiring to us, you know? And you know that, so like the costume thing, that's one thing you can think about the costume thing. But the other thing is like the Dios de los Muertos. It, and this, this idea of, of going beyond the veil on the Hallow's Eve in Halloween, it's so mystic that we can connect to our roots and, and the prayers of our ancestors. And one of the, the my favorite things about studying, like my, I have some, you know, I side, I side study Tibetan Buddhism. I'm not a, I'm not a, any, I don't really can, I don't really say that I'm a part of any religion, but I love studying spirituality in a lot of different ways. And something I am really interested in is the idea of reincarnation and how, even if we're not, our souls aren't reincarnated, which I think I, I'm tending to believe that that's the case. I do know that this happens on a cyclical level month by month, moon by moon, solar cycle by solar cycle. We were constantly reborn from a new perspective and, you know, the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars are, and it's really, really beautiful because one of these ideas is that the works that we do, the, the concepts is that the, the, our, our efforts on, in the earthly plane, you know, obviously they have an effect on our timing, but they also can affect our ancestral lineage. And it's sort of like the prayers of our ancestors. We are the prayers of our ancestors. You know, we are the fruits of our roots. I'm the fruits of my grandmother's and grandfather's roots, you know, and my great greats. And it's the, you know, each generation gets to evolve and have a better experience with, you know, I mean, big prayers around that, that that's, that that becomes a thing that for everyone to experience, I feel grateful that I feel like I come from a lineage that has done that, that each generation grows and evolves in, in, you know, we're, we're all learning and, and I just carry my ancestors prayers so much. And I just give so much love and respect to them and my roots and where I came from. And, you know, like, this is a really beautiful time to, to do that as things pull in and we consolidate. I think that the magic that comes from that actually is that we find we can resource power and strength from our ancestors and from the prayers of our ancestors and the people that love us and that have loved us, even those that never knew us. And so that's what I'm doing too, because the stronger I get from that and the more present and anchored I get in my capacity to do that here and now, then it has an effect on my people, my nieces and nephews and their, their children, you know, and I know it has an effect on the people in my life. I, I am so grateful for the people in my life. And for those of you that are in my life, you I mean you are cause you're listening with those of you that I have a, a personal, deep personal connection and relationship to, I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> So thank you for, for being a solid anchor for me to be who I am, 
you know, and this is, this is what this time is about is like the more grounded we are and more present we are, we can be there for the people that we love. We can be supportive of them and letting them shine in their own right, you know, and then like the more we practice this this reciprocity of, of being present for one another and just being present on the planet, I, I just feel like it can do some good, you know, it's, it's going to do some good. And that's the whole message with this, like, you know, we're in the middle of the eclipse season and like, I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it. And it actually feels beautiful. It's powerful. And the, the miss, the, like the inspiration I'm gathering is like full, you know, consolidate that energy, get it, you know, stir it up, get that bass, get that root, get that drum and bass going, that pulse going so that you can start to pulse it and circulate it into the field. You know, that's what I'm doing with my vibration and just like holding steady presence, consistency, steadiness, you know, so that that my toroidal field, my magnetic field can start to activate a little bit more get a little more energy going. And it almost feels like I'm revving my engines. <laughs> We're warming the car up here. Uh, you know, but it's, it's still, it's, it's also going to take some time. So I'm not, I'm not rushing this at all. Uh-uh. I'm not, but it is about getting that potential energy consolidated and gathered so that we can start to practice siphoning it up and through, you know, getting that coiled spring, getting little pulses activating, uh, so that we can, you know, make some good energy, bring some good vibes into this place. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, we want to, you know, get our luminosity, get our soul shining. That inner light comes from within, from the root, you know, so we're rooting to rise, sourcing our power. Yeah, sourcing the power. And so the final thing that I want to say about the astrology too, is that, you know, with the, with the Mars going retrograde, it's, it's going to be squaring, it's been squaring Neptune and Jupiter and Pisces. And it's going to do this. It's going to be doing this for a little bit over the next few months. I actually said this in, in last week's session, but I want to say it again. Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces are bringing forth a higher caliber of love a higher spiritual consciousness, a higher consciousness in general, just presence, a loving presence. That's the higher vibrational frequency of that. And with the Mars retrograding in in Gemini, that concept around really being thoughtful and thinking before you speak, a little extra homework. If we could practice using this, this moment in time, this synchronicity, this cosmic synchronization to start to speak love, to really speak with that word, sound, and power, just really seeing if you can consolidate that energy, that loving, rooted, rooted energy that's rising up. See if you can't get it to filter through the heart. If we can begin to communicate through the heart with the love, with the highest caliber of love, the highest frequency possible. I mean, just practice it. Just practice it. 
I'm going to do the same, you know? I mean, obviously, anything I say, I got to do. So, word sound power, baby. And all the little places, whether it's the grocery store, the gas station, at school, at home with our loved ones, obviously. You know, just show love, share some love. We need it. Show love, share love, be love, yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. I'm going to say it again. Focus, consolidate, illuminate. (laughs) Nurture your roots. Root to rise, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Stay blessed. Much love, y'all. Peace.